You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 718, got my blood pressure down now. Let's talk politics, shall we? Uh, So the rules are in date. Yes, it's set. Uh, The PC party will, in fact, choose a new leader to replace Patrick Brown uh, on March 10th. And now we learn today that both uh, Carolyn Mulroney expected uh, to officialize things very soon. Christine Elliott, to many, uh, to many's pleasant surprise, is throwing her hat in the ring. And, you know, for a party that says it has no elites, you kind of have to be if you want to run. It's not cheap. It comes with a $125,000 fee, which last leadership was 75000 So it's gone up a little bit. This ain't chump change. So it'll run 35 days and the rules are out and whomever throws their ring hat in the ring uh, must run on the platform that is out now. I want to bring in Mike Van Solen, who is a principal with Navigator. Hello there, sir. Alex, how are you? Bi- not as busy. Well, I am, no, I am as busy as you. Just d- different capacities. <laughs> uh, yes. Let's talk about this uh, race. It, it is a shortened race, and it has to be because of, obviously, we're going into an election. Um, but we've got now three candidates who are throwing their hat in the ring. I expect there'll be a couple of more names. Um, but it will, I think, for most people who had been completely tuned out, this is really where they're going to learn about who could possibly lead this province into an election. Yeah, and, and I think that's sort of the exciting part of it. You know, before this crazy week that we just all witnessed, uh, what we had was the PCs really high in the polls, doing well, but everybody said, well, no one really knows who Patrick Brown is. Well, Patrick Brown is gone. Now we have but he's known. Well, he's, he's known, you know, infamy, I guess, is yeah. what we could describe uh, that as. Uh, but what we're going to have is a leadership race. And, and, and I sort of expect that at the end of this leadership race, whoever emerges as the victor will be better known yeah. than Patrick Brown probably would have been able to accomplish on his own if none of this past week had happened. Um, uh, it could have accomplished on his own. So we're going to have a well-known uh, to the general Ontario uh, public leader of this party by March 10th. Yeah. Well, look, I, I chatted with Doug Ford last night who came on the show and uh, I asked him, quite frankly, about, you know, the carbon tax. And, and here's what he said, and I'll ask you a question right after. Well, we're going to run on on vast majority of the platform. Will, um, you, take and I, will you remove the carbon tax? Yeah, we're, we're going to review that carbon tax. I, I think it's a, a, a nasty tax, as I say. But we're going to review that. Uh, but the vast majority of the platform we're going to keep, we're going to make sure that uh, we we focus on the vast majority of that platform. There are those that say that platform went way too far to the center. So there's a large part of the base that didn't mm-hmm. like it, but they were mm-hmm. willing to hold their nose and vote. Okay, for we'll it. bring that down because that's really what I wanted to say is that he's on record saying that he, he will uh, pr- pretty much get rid of it. Um, but as I understand, whomever runs will have to accept a carbon tax, whether it's the one in the platform or the ones that the feds will will shove down our throats. Well, that's just it. What I expect is he will end up where Patrick Brown is at, uh, you know, where the platform currently is at, which is that you will scrap this crazy uh, 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 
uh, carbon tax uh, scheme that the liberals had. Mm-hmm. You accept the federal carbon tax, and, and you can't get rid of it. You know, so, and, I, and I can unpack this uh, sort of in a moment. But I mean, this is federal legislation. It's not provincial legislation. It's not like you can get rid of it with a stroke of a pen. And you you commit to do what the People's Guarantee platform says you will do, and that is you return all those revenues, all the money that you gain from the federal government through the carbon tax. You give it back to Ontarians. Uh, it was a big money. It was a big. It was actually a big um, generator of, of money for for the province. Well, well, yeah, and, and I think it will be, and, and that's that's the nature of taxes. And so the best you can really do, because it's not in your wheelhouse to get rid of the legislation, the best you can do is commit to give it back to Ontarians. Uh, and it was an important underpinning to the People's Guarantee, uh, just the, the economics of that platform held together in part because you had this carbon tax, which the Conservatives in Ontario certainly didn't uh, decide to put that in place, but they were for any government who comes in in Ontario in uh, post the next election has this carbon tax. It's handed to them, forced to them. So the question is really, what are you going to do with those revenues? And uh, really, I think that's what Doug Ford will will have to deal with. Is is uh, he will get to a place of saying. This is foisted upon me, and but here, here, Ontarians is what I would do with this tax money. I'm going to give it back to you. Yeah, but the base will like that kind of language. I mean, if they hear Doug Ford say we're going to axe it, the base did not like this this policy. So it was hard for them to to get behind, and they would have ultimately held their nose, Mike, and voted for for Patrick Brown on this thing because they don't want Kathleen Wynne. But they will like the language he's using. Yeah, and that's the great thing. You know, that's the, that's the fun thing about having Doug Ford in this in this race is he's a real populist. And the the thing about people who appeal to populist sentiments is is that crowd. And this isn't to be to be belittle uh, that that group in any way. But that crowd is really not interested or doesn't have the time. They're they're hardworking Ontarians to work through the policy minutia of everything that's put forward. What Doug Ford I think could do very well is to offer uh, ideas that resonate with them. And the carbon tax is just intuitively seems like a bad idea to that group. And so I, I imagine he could saber rattle on this for, for quite some time and talk about getting rid of it. Even in the clip you played, he really talked about reviewing it. Um, you know, the, the trick is the, the levers that you have as Premier of Ontario really don't allow you to get rid of that federal no. legislation. Albeit Brad, La- Brad, Lam- Brad um, Wall, uh, who I wish ran this entire country uh, did in fact stand up to it and say I'll take this to court I mean at least he was willing to fight which I think a lot of people respected Right. And, and I think that's the part that gets a little bit interesting if, if you kind of want to play this out a, yeah. a bit. You know, say Doug Ford wins and becomes premier. And then we have Scott Moe, who's, who's Brad Wall's uh, premier designate now in Saskatchewan, yep. and, and they're against it. And Jason Kenney becomes yep. premier in Alberta. And, the, there, and there's a, uh, you know, Francois Legault, who has a chance to become premier in, get me all happy. in Quebec. And, and he's talked against it. Yeah. So suddenly you have Alberta, Ontario, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan and Quebec with premiers who potentially uh, are against the, the current uh, Trudeau carbon scheme. Yeah. And all of a sudden at the table, at the, at the table when, when the first ministers come together, uh, that's, they represent a big group of the population. So yep. maybe there's some leverage in that uh, to change what's happening. But that, that's what it would take to, to get rid of that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't get what it is. It's sold as great for the environment, but it is nothing but a cash grab and don't believe anything else because it doesn't actually do 
a darn thing for the environment. But I do want to move on because, you know, you're already kind of starting to see, you know, a bit of back and forth between Carolyn Mulrooney um, and Christine Elliott. Uh, you know, Carolyn's camp kind of reminding, hey, by the way, it's the third time uh, you've run and done this before and they didn't want you last time and uh, you came in third in the leadership. So there, there's going to be that kind of jostling. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess as as conservative, you know, I, I'll say myself as a card-carrying conservative, you hope that there's uh, some guardrails to the conversations that take place, and we can do it in a civil way, because out of it, of course, we yeah. need to emerge as a united party. We don't have a lot of time to sort of uh, take care of wounds that may that may be open during this process. But, of course, there's going to be saber-rattling. We, we want to see a race. We want a competition for ideas as to what this province should be. Uh, so it's no surprise it's what happened. Uh, this is the early days, and it's great to be in a position where we're talking about the different candidates, exciting, exciting candidates, all offering, you know, different different things for for PC voters. Um, but boy, it was only a week ago that know. Uh, you know the we were <laughs> it was a much darker <laughs> conversation we were having. Yeah, it, for sure. I've only got about a minute less, but I do want to say, you know, Carol Mulrooney is going to excite a lot of people, and she's a very impressive woman. I have a lot of time for her, but it is her first run. And and you know politics. It, it is incredibly difficult for someone to come in, especially when they don't have like the thicker skin of the other kind of professional politicians. She, she's going to be going through a massive learning curve here. Yeah, absolutely. And and I've been somebody who's always talked about the value of experience in politics. It, it, it is really important. And just if you haven't been in the game, and you can have, there's so many examples of people who have success in a business world, and they think all that success and that they've had will just translate into the political world. And it doesn't always happen. That said, you know, she's going to have great support. She really does come from, uh, you know, a fine background, uh, you know, Harvard-educated lawyer, uh, so she has all the advantages and skill sets that you would want in yeah. someone who's running to be a leader. So it's great that she's in the race. Uh, the learning yeah. curve will be immense, immense, yeah. uh, immense. But uh, we'll we'll get to see it, and and ultimately, uh, Ontario PC voters will 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 decide who they think uh, has performed best. Yeah, her biggest flaw is that she's too damn nice, and that's not a bad thing. But in politics, it's a tough thing. Mike, I gotta go. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. That's Mike Vinsolin joining us tonight. And uh, she is a dynamite woman. So we'll see what she uh, brings to the table.